This is Abby from 88.9 The Bridge, and today I will be interviewing Krissa Parsley, a certified counselor for anything mental health. Krissa has been in this field for over 14 years and is a clinically licensed social worker and certified in trauma-centered cognitive behavioral therapy, anxiety treatment, as well as grief and loss. Her goal is to create a safe space where her clients feel the freedom to express themselves and gain self-awareness. Thank you for your time today, Krissa. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm going to jump right into the first question. How exactly did you get into becoming a therapist? Is there anything inspired or motivated you? So I actually had no intention of becoming a therapist in high school and even in college. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do um, when I went to college and ended up taking a journalism class my freshman year and was inspired to be an investigative reporter, advocacy journalist. And I ended up working with a few nonprofits that work to end human trafficking. And while I was writing stories of trafficking survivors while living overseas, I felt a pull to not just write about these stories of injustice and trauma, but to be equipped to be part of the stories of healing. So I decided to go back to school and get a master's in social work. Again, I didn't really know that I was going to become a therapist with that, but I wanted to learn more skills to help people who are in hard situations and need support. I had a variety of experiences through internships and work opportunities to develop more clinical skills to use in more of a therapeutic setting. I've always loved working with teenagers, so naturally I kind of focus my work with this age. And now I have a private practice where I do therapy with adolescents as well as work as a high school social worker. So one of the things that sort of from that story that I always like to share with young people is you do not have to have your whole life figured out when you were in high school. That's amazing. My mom, she was going to be a lawyer and then ended up going into fashion. So it's just like so crazy how you don't even know what you what your passion is to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned, you are professionally certified in cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, Can you Mm -hmm. explain a little bit more about what exactly that is? Sure. So cognitive behavioral therapy, which is also often referred to just as CBT, is a specific type of therapy uh, that focuses on understanding why we do what we do and feel what we feel, therefore giving us the power to change. This is about understanding the relationship between our thoughts and our feelings and our behaviors. This is often described as the CBT triangle, the connection between these three, this thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, and the interrelated impact that they have on each other often use this triangle to help people understand how we get stuck in sort of negative cycles. We have a negative thought, which leads to negative feeling, which often leads to a negative behavior that kind of reinforces the negative thoughts and feelings, and then we get stuck in that. For example, if you have a thought, I have so much homework to do, I'm already behind, I can never catch up, I'm a failure. Like, those are thoughts that can run through your brain. The feeling that I'm guessing that would create, or it would for me, is totally overwhelmed, defeated, feeling like a failure. The behavior then can often be feeling being so overwhelming. The behavior can be to kind of do nothing, to numb, to try to avoid, to try and distract. Maybe that's through video games or watching shows or turning to a substance to numb or just to kind of ignore it. And then you just get caught in that downward spiral, because obviously, if you avoid, you're just going to have more homework to do and be even further behind. But what CBT also acknowledges is that changing a thought or a behavior 
or a feeling that this is much harder to change without changing one of the other two can lead to a change in the direction of the spiral in a positive way. So CBT really works well at addressing a current experience and giving people tools to feel better about what their current environment is or what's currently going on and empower them to make changes that positively impact their life. I love it. And what are some common problems or feelings that you see in a lot of your clients and how do you see their journeys evolve as they go through therapy? Yeah, I would say working with adolescents, um, a majority of what I see is a struggle with anxiety and depression symptoms. Sometimes this is due to maybe a specific trauma they've experienced um, or a series of hardships. Um, It can also just be due to being a teenager in the world today. Often, it is symptoms from an environment that is largely out of your control and filled with an immense amount of stressors. I think that it's so important to remember that no one is exempt from experiencing sadness, pain, stress, worries, and so many other emotions, and no one is able to deal with what life brings alone. So for many people, we can rely on friends, family, mentors, other supportive people in our lives to help us navigate these hard feelings and learn how to cope. But when the feelings and experiences are larger than our ability to cope or the support of people in our lives are not able to be as present as we need them to be, that may be when we need to find additional support in the form of therapy. I've always wondered if it's difficult balancing your own struggles while trying to help your other clients. And how do you try and balance this and like take care of yourself? This is such a good question. And it's funny that you ask this as my three-year-old just climbed on my lap because (laughs) it is, life is all about balance. And I think there's kind of two parts to this answer. Um, The practical answer is that I've really learned to compartmentalize. I literally divide my brain and I'm able to set aside my own life, my own worries and struggles when I'm sitting with someone who has invited me into theirs. And this is something that I've just had to learn over the course of, of doing it. But the other piece to that is that when I am sitting with someone, I feel incredibly honored that they would trust me with their story. And I think there is a universal sense of community and togetherness that allows me to feel not so alone in the stuff that I may be going through in my own life. I believe that the more we have compassion and empathy for others, the stronger we become to handle our own difficulties. That's amazing. That's like a superpower. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think it's something we all have the ability to do. For my last question, what would your biggest piece of advice be for anyone who is struggling with their mental health? What would you say to them? Um, I think I may have said this before, but I think the most important thing to remember is do not believe that you are alone. Um, Whether it's reaching out to a friend or a family member or a school counselor There are people in your life who want to support you in building your toolkit and your resiliency. So I think this looks different for everyone um, and in different seasons, but I'm so encouraged at how schools have become a safe place for young people um, to access mental health resources and how we've like just really started destigmatizing reaching out for help that goes beyond just maybe a friend or family member, accessing that resource to professional help when you need it. Yes. Getting help is very important. And I thank you so much for joining me today, Krissa. I have already learned so much. This is Abby from 88.9 The Bridge. Thank you for listening.